The MyMac Podcast is sponsored by Otherworld Computing. Visit them at MacSales.com or call them at 1-800-275-4576. You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. MyMac Podcast 498. You won't like me when I'm angry. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Now, the reason I'm laughing is because Guy interrupted me and he'll try and take himself out. So it makes me look really stupid. But to be fair, to be fair to Guy, I was doing the same to him on the title. <laughs> You'll probably hear a bit of that at the end of the show. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. How are you, Mr. Mr. Searle? I'm doing, I'm doing just fine. Had a... Uh... Had an interesting time over the last couple of days, tech-wise. Um, Have you? Yeah, well, I mean... Because in the show notes, it looks fairly clear on yeah, your tech experience. Yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot there. That's because I was so busy. I was so busy ah, doing this sorry, techie yeah. stuff. Busy doing nothing, tech- working the whole day through, trying not to find lots of things not to do. <laughs> sorry. I don't, I, don't, I don't know the I, song, but I'm bobbing my head right on <laughs> You must know that song. No, you're I don't. kidding me. No, isn't that like a wobble song? Wasn't that in the wobbles? A wobble, a wobbles. <laughs> you yeah. mean the wombles? Yeah, them. No, 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 it wasn't. No, you you carry on telling everybody about your uh, your day, and I'll I'll find a bit of information. <laughs> okay. about about we're busy doing nothing, working the whole day through, trying not to find lots of things. Not to, go on, tell everybody. You can all right, cut all right, me all right. out. Uh, well, well, something something that Gaz and I have been talking about, and we, we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, now, besides doing uh, the the MyMac podcast, I have had this itch to do <clears throat> more of a live show and have some interaction with people as we're doing the show, kind of like what Allison does with the Nosilicast and and uh, the Mac Geek Gab guys do uh, over on their side. And it just took me a while to to figure everything out. And I had to get help from uh, my brother Larry, uh, from Tim Robertson, and actually I think I talked to uh, to Dave Hamilton on it too, trying to set up this program called uh, NiceCast. And uh, what NiceCast does is it, it basically sends uh, audio or video uh, over a uh, predetermined port to uh, wherever it is you want to send it on the interwebs. And I was just having a heck of a time with it and finally got it to work. And I, I mean, I, I don't want to say exactly where it is right now because the, the site isn't really you know ready for prime time. I'm still working on a lot of it there, but I was able to get uh, an interactive chat room set up. I was able to get nice cast to work so that, uh, for example, as I'm speaking right here through this microphone, it would be broadcast, you know, five to 10 seconds later, uh, but it would be broadcast in a player uh, on the same page as uh, the, the chat room. And I mean, we'll see. I may not, we, Gaz and I may end up doing absolutely nothing with it at all. And it <laughs> may just be a question of, all right, I just wanted to see if I could, you know, set all this up. 
and I finally managed to get it to work. Um, so I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with myself there. Uh, that's, I guess tech wise that that's, that's pretty much it. What have you been up to Cass? Well, I've just found that basically it was originally released in the film, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court with, oh, I should um, know that. with Bing Crosby. <laughs> oh, I should definitely know that. I love those old <laughs> Bing Crosby movies. Well, there you go. So, uh, that's, that's where yeah, it was. Not originally. when, not that I was around when they originally came out in <laughs> theory. No, no. Anyway, I think that's when it was on. It says, but it, well, I, I'm a bit confused now because I'm putting um, "busy doing nothing" song into Google, and it's coming up with Bing Crosby, a Connecticut in uh, Connecticut Yankee King Arthur's Court, and then I, I kind of go to the wiki page for that, and it goes direct to the film, but I can't see it. And then I've seen another thing that says actually the Beach Boys did a version in 1960. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go surfing now. We got nothing else to do. <laughs> Come well, anyway, on and do nothing with us. I feel it's really a Disney song, so that'll that'll push it towards Bing Crosby and all those other things. Anyway, anyway, yeah. less of that, less of that. Okay. Um, well, this week I was uh, early in the week. I was on the British Tech Network, uh, the big show. I love um, that I, show. I, I, I think I'm I'm really much more suited to go on to the Mac show. But they record the Mac show at a time when I can't really be on it, which is a real pig. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you something real quick. The big show, on. that's where they talk about British, uh, the, like the British television stuff, right? No, 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 no. The big show is where they talk about anything tech. Anybody can bring a tech and any sort of tech-related story along, and we just chew the fat over oh, any Oh, okay. Any, okay. Any well, what's the show that I was on then? You would have been on the Mac show, I think, wouldn't you? No, it was the one about media. About the media show. The media show. Okay. The media show. Yeah, they, I mean, they've got quite a few different um, different shows over there. So yeah, that's where I got the lecture on on the differences between a pound and a quid. Ah, uh, right. In yes, which there yeah. is no difference. Yeah, correct. A pound um, is a quid, and a quid, quid is a pound. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just quit it now. No, that's different. Oh, Quidditch. <laughs> that's quid. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, sorry. Go I ahead, was on that ahead. this week, and uh, apparently Guy heard me on the uh, Let's Talk Apple podcast, the recent one, number six, um, uh, uh, early in the week, which I think I said I'd been on last week. Uh, I'm still looking at armbands to use, um, but I think I've got my combination of which apps to use on the iPhone. If you remember, I think I mentioned last week that I want to get an armband for the iPhone 5 right. or 5S so that I can use it when I'm playing rugby, so I can see exactly you know, what sort of distance I cover when I'm on the pitch. Um, I think if I if I keep the map a map app going, it will get rather blotchy unless they can really zoom into the detail. Because if you think I'm, you know, covering <laughs> a lot of area, well, a, a lot of area. Well, you're, you're area. running around a lot, but not, yes, not yes, over so a be, large area. Correct, correct. So it's going to look a bit blotchy. But uh, anyway, I, I, I've ordered. I have actually tonight ordered an art band. So. Um, I'll have to test that when it comes along. But the apps that I'm really going to stick with are RunKeeper and probably the Ordnance Survey Map uh, and the Pedometer++ Plus Plus app that we're both, yep. both using. Oh, that's a now, app. now, the good thing about the um, combining the other two apps is they'll give me a combined 
mileage so i can take an average between the two you know if one's coming up with a slightly different i'll take the average over the two which gives me some confirmation um so yeah i'm i've got a cup final coming up this coming weekend so if the armband comes in time i will try that but i have used them for about 20 minutes 20 30 minutes where i went for a quite a long walk and i tell you what i was surprised at how little battery juice they used so i had um, pedometer plus plus that was going in the background so i had it actually had the app up and running i had the ordnance survey map app up and running i had Runkeeper up and running and i was listening to a podcast occasionally tweeting occasionally taking pictures <laughs> and over about 25 30 minutes i think it, it used up about 10 percent, which you'd say well over that period of time that's a lot but when you think what it was doing and how much it was pushing the gps right. and, and doing everything else yeah and all live at the same time i think uh, I, I can live with that because um i think that you know there'll be enough juice in the phone for it to to, to cover the uh, the 240 minutes with just one of them working in the background so or two of them working in the background because the pedometer i don't need that running that just needs to collect the data from right. you know the chip so yeah looking forward to that i'm also now trying to decide whether i go for an apple tv or an airport express with some powered speakers uh, for our kitchen so mrs g can um, easily pick music when she's in there i i've i've already ordered a pair of A2 audio engine speakers. So I don't know how long they're going to take to get to me. But um, Well, the, I, thing, the thing to remember that if you get the Apple TV, you'll have to get speakers anyway, if that's all you're going to use it for is music. <clears throat> but I'm going to – the point is I want to eat nice and easy for Mrs. G to get a nice big sound in the kitchen. Right. Uh, at the moment, you know, we've got these little portable speakers, which are all well and good, but she doesn't like, um, you know, having to – Get find the speaker, plug it in, and then if it's not charged, she'll just put it to one side and get frustrated. She just wants to put the phone on, press a few buttons, and get going. So whether it's Apple TV or whether it's Airport Express, either way, I'm going to need powered speakers. Yeah, yeah. Though I, you may speakers. not need powered speakers with the Airport Express. Well, I may not, but I've bought the A2s because they, they, they constantly come up with – good reviews yes yes so, they do. Yes, they and do. Uh, I've, I've decided to go for a pair of them and i know that um uh, dave hamilton over at uh, the meat the mac geek gab uh, <laughs> has raved about them the in the past gab gab the meat gop gib um as you know always not raved about them but he said how good they are and looking at the size of them as well they're going to be perfect because we don't need a great big booming pair sure. of speakers there but i need something better than the small speakers you can get so that's what i'm going for i'm just trying to decide whether i go for the airport express or whether i go for the apple tv i'm just trying to think what is the best interface that i can use with that because i know it's going to be the remote control but i, I i'm really not sure yet whether the interface is going to be the same when you try and hit iTunes through the Airport Express, which is what I'm going to have to do, rather than the Apple TV interface, which is what you'd get when you go onto the remote control. I think it's a better interface and a better linkage between the remote control and the Apple TV interface rather than having to hit the iTunes um, server, which will be the media server, which we've got downstairs, through the Airport Express. The pros are, I think it's going to be a better UI and a better experience. The cons are, I'd also like to put um, an extended wireless at the same time into that area. Mm. 
So you see my um, my yeah. quandary, my quandary. So anyway, well, with, with, with that in, with that in mind, I think your Airport Express is probably a better. better I am place. leaning towards that that as a as an option, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, I, I've got the option because I've, if you remember, I've got my old Airport Express, and I just might trial it through that um, when the speakers come, and then that'll make my decision because then I can also trial it through the Apple TV, which I also have. Right. All good fun, all good fun. But that's more stories to come. That will probably be, by the time we've done and finished and I've decided, it'll probably be well into the 500, probably about 550. When I, <laughs> I was going to say, hey, Guy and Gaz on my Mac podcast number 778. Ah, yeah. Guy, do you remember? <laughs> Why, yes, Gaz, I do. Anyway, shall we go to the MyMac.com recent article pages? Go for it, dude. Go for it, dude. Uno Aero battery case for iPhone 5 and 5S. This is a review by Bert Clanchard. Come on, Bert, send some in for us so you can take the mick of us <laughs> taking the mick out of your name. Anyway, um, with your iPhone 5 or 5S in the Uno Aero battery case, you simply place it on the aluminium or al- al- aluminum. <laughs> I have trouble aluminum. saying aluminum. Uh, aluminum. Al- uh, never mind. <laughs> Uh, the aluminum, aluminum, I can't say it. <laughs> that, that metal thing. That metal thing. And the device charges your phone as well as backup batch, as the backup battery. No wires, no connections. Go over and read a little bit more from Kurt's excellent review. And we have more from Bert. It's the Sev, is that it? Sev? Or no, Scott Evest. There we go. Scott Evest. Sev. <laughs> the Sev Pack Jacket. The Scott Evest Pack Jacket. This is a review by Bert Clanchard. If you don't know about Scott Evest, you should. In 2000, Scott Jordan developed a multi pocketed vest specifically aluminium, specifically for tech folks who tend to carry all kinds of gear. There are individual pockets for phones, cameras, memory cards, spare batteries, cables, wallet, passport, six-pack of beer, and many, many more. Here's Scott Jordan wearing his latest offering, the SEV, Pack jacket. And I guess you'll have to go over to the website to see that picture you because will. we can't transmit a picture on an audio podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd, I'd love to try one of these Scotty mess out. Okay? I would. I, I've, you know, um, not only but, has, has, but uh, I can imagine, I can imagine you, you know, get lost coming up, in them. Yeah. You, you come up to a point at which you need to find something, whether it be your wallet, whether it be an adaptive for your phone, whether it be a, a lens hood for your camera. And you'd be going that pocket and then you'd be going with your left hand up to this pocket. Then you'd unzip the coat and you put your hand inside. And no, it's not in there. And then you go to another pocket. And, oh, <laughs> fuck, I've missed the opportunity. Do you know what I think would be a funny skit? would be for somebody wearing one of those jackets and you just kind of start off with a camera following them as they go up to an airport security line and having to say, do you have any metal metal on you, sir? Oh yeah. He puts something down. He goes to go through me has to go back. Oh, wait a second. I know I've got this other thing here. Let me put that down and he just have it keep beeping at him. And then you kind of pull back a little bit and you see this other TSA TSA guy kind of out of sight 
every single time the guy walks through, he's like putting a piece of metal up against the metal detector just to make it make noise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where these things come from in my mind. Okay, the Trident Kraken <laughs> AMS case for Apple iPad Mini. This is a review from Yoni Dankalo. <clears throat> One of the big trends I'm seeing these days in iOS cases is the dual-layer approach. In these cases, you have a silicon inner shell with a hard outer shell to go on top, which is supposed to add extra protection for your device. The Trident Kraken is one of those types of cases with a little more. Um, and basically, that's it. <laughs> there was a bit more, but it was last week's tech fan. Show. Uh, you know what, um, what would go, be great? go over and read Donnie's uh, review and uh, and see what else he has to say. You, what they really need for some of these cases, especially <clears> something <throat> like this, is to have like a little speaker built into them. So as soon as you take it out of your pocket, he just goes, release the Kraken you know, or, or some tagline, something along those lines. Yeah. 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 Your mind – really does need sorting out at it times, does. doesn't it? It yeah. really, really and, does. And as I alluded to, there is no tech fan this week. Well, not yet, at least. Not there yet. Could, there could, there could, it, could, it might just be delayed, that's all. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe it, not. Now, if you would like to write for MyMac.com and have I us have mangle to. your name and whatever it is that you were writing about, please contact John Nemo, which can be done through Nemo at MyMac.com. Boy, that was so bad. And send them a sample of your stuff that hopefully will be better than this little announcement here. And John will get back a hold of you and let's see if we can get you writing for the, the MyMac.com website. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Google Plus. Oh, my, my. Google Plus. Um, we got something here from Gary Apter who says that he enjoyed listening to about my travels or my problems more likely uh, with GPS apps. And he says, here's a duh tip for you. <laughs> Waze, which is W-A-Z-E. Sometimes it will try to get you into an interstate when a state route might be more direct, but that isn't too much of an issue. So Gary after would like me to get Waze. Like I don't have enough <laughs> GPS apps that currently don't work. Yeah, no, the actually, pro, they I, do work. I, 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 I tried Waze um, fairly early on, and it made my iPhone go really hot, and boy, did it eat my battery. Now, they may well have fixed that now, and certainly with the iPhone 5S, that may also have fixed yeah, that. Yeah, and that was probably it, a couple of uh, versions of iOS ago, too. And it put... Mm, might have been, yeah, it might have been. But I, I tell you what, it, it put me off ways for a little while. But it, it is supposed to be a good app. So, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, okay. Oh, I, I might try it again at some point. But to be perfectly honest with you, I've not had the problems you've had, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's because most people don't, never mind. Never, never mind. <laughs> I was about to allude to how stupid I am <clears> sometimes, but it's like, you know, why beat a dead horse? That we got, nay. Nay, nay. Hey, Wilbur, we've got a discussion here from, from Rob Rate. Um, says he's found another cheapo Mac software bundle that may be worth a punt. punt. Okay. Uh, it's the Humble Bumble. Hum, humble Bundle. Wow. I'm like flashing onto Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um it's basically it's about six dollars or about three and a half pounds for a bunch of puzzle type games, 
possibly worth it for plants versus zombies alone. I already have plenty of these from other various deals over the years. All but one of them are available as Mac apps. Eight games for less than four quid must be worth a look. Yeah. Four quid. Is that different to a pound? Can you remember? Uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. A quid is 1.67 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the exchange rate at the moment. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a shilling. A I shilling. Just, I could never figure out a shilling. It's what? It's One like and a, a half what? pence, wasn't it? Isn't no, that a two shilling? And a half. Two and a half pence. Yeah, yeah. good idea. But old pence. Yes. Two and a half old pence. Oh, oh is, is that new pence? Is that different from new? Oh, I know. When I was in England, <laughs> at the end of the day. Here's a shilling, mate. I would have. Have a shilling for your, for your, for your time. I would have six pounds of coins in my pocket. And I'm not talking about six pound coins, but six, six pounds, pounds of, of coins, coins in they my used pocket. To be big. Yeah. Yeah. You were over here a long time ago, weren't you? Yeah, it was back. But in that's the problem with any visitor to a country who can't, you know, they don't understand the coinage. You always tend to end up because you come to the counter and you, and you kind of, you end up. I've seen this so many times. You end up going into your pocket and you throw all of the coins on the counter and you say, just is take, that enough? Yeah, just, just take <laughs> just whatever take what you need. If you take more than, than what it's worth, I don't care. Because yeah. I'll walk out of here another you know, two or three pounds lighter. Literally. And about four inches taller. Yeah. Any, anyway, <laughs> should, should, we, should we finish here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Because I, I, think, I think you've got a, an interview with um, somebody Oh yeah, you, and you know I should have I should have mentioned that uh, right as we started the podcast. You should have done, and I well I will right here. I in just a my, little bit slap my head. Oh, ow! Nicely done. Uh, that was an actual real slap to the head. Uh, I've got an interview with uh, Amy Reidenauer, who was the founder of the National Center for Public Policy Research, and for people who, who follow the news, this was the group that put forth. A, uh, a proposal at the Apple shareholder meeting and that got Tim Cook like really, really angry. Now, can I say, Guy, kudos yeah. to you, man. Kudos to you because I've heard lots of other podcasts talk about that incident, right? They've all spoken about how this particular group got um, Tim really angry. Well, you know, supposedly really angry. But nobody has gone out and spoken to them. So kudos to you, man. I'm so wonderful. You are. <laughs> Take us out. Okay. Everyone, stand by to stand by. And we'll be right back. I don't even know why I said it like that. No, because I won't, but I might. Need a hard drive? Otherworld Computing at MaxSales.com. How about a hard drive enclosure? Otherworld Computing at MaxSales.com. Optical drives, memory, Mac and iOS accessories. Otherworld Computing at MaxSales.com. Fantastic support video how-tos. Otherworld Computing at MaxSales.com. Think it's difficult to find the right components that will work with your Mac? OWC makes it easy to get just what you need. And you can rest easy knowing it will be exactly what works with your computer. Still unsure? Give them a call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-800-275-4576 and talk to their sales associates or support staff and see for yourself. 
That's 1-800-275-4576 or online to otherworldcomputing at maxsales.com. Going commando on morality. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. We are joined here now by Amy Reidenauer, who is the founder of the National Center for Public Policy Research. And uh, now there was a, 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 I guess you could call it an incident, that happened at the, uh, the, the latest Apple shareholders meeting. And uh, the, this particular group was kind of at the center of it. Uh, and actually, before we even talk about that, Amy, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about the, uh, the NCPPR? Well, certainly. The National Center for Public Policy Research is a 32-year-old conservative free market think tank. Uh, we have worked for the last several years, among many other things, on what we call a free enterprise project, which is to say we go to the shareholder meetings of a lot of large corporations and ask the CEOs questions about some of their policies. And what we're basically about is promoting capitalism, free enterprise, a healthy um, way of, of doing business so we can all make some money. Okay. And uh, the, the spokesman for the NC, NCC – wow, I know I'm going to mess that up again. The <laughs> NCCPR was uh, Justin Danhoff, and he had uh, what is referred to, at least in the documentation that I've been able to, to find, as uh, proposal number nine. Now, Correct. in it and, – and this was kind of in the, 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 his, his opening statement uh, to this, this proposal. It says, our proposal highlights an area of concern to all shareholders – Company affiliations that may primarily advance social or environmental causes rather than promoting shareholder value. We are asking that the company to be transparent about its membership in and payments to trade groups and outside organizations that are actively promoting top-down environmentalism rather than working to advance shareholder value. Now, what was there? Was there? Now, I know that there was more to it, but with that, that's kind of the, the the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of what the proposal was. Is that correct? Well, yes, I, I would add to that that we have specific concerns that some big corporations, and this is not exclusively about Apple at all. It just happens when you're at the Apple meeting, you talk only about Apple. Right. But that some big corporations are using some environmental registries and business associations to have rules that they benefit from, whereas smaller companies and their startups, you know, like, like what the Steves were back in 79 in the garage, that they wouldn't have the same rights and abilities. So in, one, in, a, in an unusual um, circumstance, as we're free market people, we and the Greens have an agreement, um, not a formal agreement, but we're on the same page here, that we should have transparency in the sustainability ratings uh, groups and uh, trade associations when they're talking about sustainability. So we can make sure, number one, that all corporations are treated the same, and number two, that you know the green stuff is actually being analyzed Fairly and accurately. Okay. Now, um, let me ask you this. Now, are, are there any memberships that Apple maintains uh, that the NCCPRs finds objectionable and why? We do not object to any membership. What we would like to see is just transparency, not just Apple, but everybody. 
Right. Uh, one group in particular, and this is how this all got started back in 2012. It's the Electronic Product Environmental Registry, or EP. And in 2012, you may remember this, Apple pulled out of it for a few days and then got back in. And at that exact same time, and I'm telling you what I can find out as a private citizen, I, I don't have inside information. This is one of the reasons we want transparency. But when the MacBook Pro with Retina display came out, it was not going to get the gold standard from EP. And then Apple pulled out of the whole registry. And then a few days later, it went in back in again, and it got the gold standard. And something that should be kept in mind is that Apple, along with other companies, pays for the registry. So we were like, well, how the heck did a, a laptop that did not qualify for gold at the beginning of the week, as far as we can tell, qualify by the end of the week? So what we decided to do was to go to the 2013 shareholder meeting and just ask. And we, we sent a member of our board of directors, a guy named Horace Cooper, to that meeting. Uh, he tried to ask Tim Cook and couldn't get called on. Tim Cook only asked five questions, took five questions, didn't take hours. So we put out a press release and we said, geez, world, how the heck did Apple do this? Well, nobody cared. So then we decided, well, what we'll do then is we'll submit, because we've been Apple shareholders for years and years and years. Right. We will submit a shareholder proposal in 2014 that simply says, what happened here? Could we have transparency so that everybody knows how you can be in something like EP and, and go from not getting approval to getting approval from... In, in what seems like the course of a few days. And that's what we did. That meeting was last Friday. And when we asked a follow-up question related to it, that's when Tim Cook got very upset. But, you know, I think it's a reasonable question. What the heck happened? Okay. Well, now how hard is it to find out what organizations that Apple is a member of? Well, it, it's not super hard to know because most of these groups will be public about it. Um, things like the um, RELA, which is the Retailers Association, the Chamber of Commerce, which Apple has been in but then got out. Most of these groups make themselves um, fairly public about what um, the membership is. But um, something that we have concerns about is that lately, and I say the last few years, a lot of groups, the retailers are one of them, um, have started having sustainability projects that can set forth guidelines for all the suppliers and a company as big as Apple or Walmart or Target, they're really big guys. They're in a position to say, okay, we'll have, you know, these sorts of regulations and, and everybody has to follow it if you're in the industry, but the littler companies have a disadvantage and they don't, they don't get treated the same. And to our mind, this is not good for capitalism. The smaller companies, the startups, the little guys shouldn't have a disadvantage if they want to sell things just like the big guys. So we want transparency just across the board. Say what you're in and say what you're doing with these sustainability registries so everybody can see that all companies are treated the same. Okay. Well, uh, well on that note, let me ask uh, one other thing. Uh, what exactly – maybe you've kind of already said this, but if you could, if you could kind of fill in – well, it's so easy to find blanks on me, but fill in the blanks a little bit more. Uh, what exactly does the NCCPR mean by transparency? Well, uh, I would recommend that, that anybody who wishes to look up the uh, actual shareholder proposal that we submitted for the Apple meeting. All you do there is look up Apple proxy statement 
Yeah, the, actually, there'll be yeah, Google. there'll there'll be a uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. Okay. Well, what we asked for specifically, we want to know which groups, Apple, or which trade association or sustainability organization that does ratings, like EPEAT, which ones they belong to, the payments they made, because, you know, frankly, EPEAT gets money from Apple, you know, so an EPEAT seems to change its policies for Apple. So you go, hmm, um, registration or um, subscriptions to any of these registries. So we know which ones to look at and the payments there, too. So it's basically what you belong in and who you, and how much money you give them. Okay, as compared to somebody else that may or may not be able to afford to have that same kind of privilege or membership within these organizations? Well, yes, exactly. And then you can say, okay, if your company got um, a gold rating or a platinum rating or whatever, and this little company didn't, but the little company only gave them 50 grand and you gave them $14 million, you know, then maybe we should take a look at what the standards were. So that's that's all it is. And if everybody did it, I think the consumer, the public would just have more information from which to make decisions. There's nothing here that's anti-business at all. In fact, it's pro-business and pro-environment, a rare occasion in which both are true. Okay. Um, well, let me ask you this then. Uh, do you feel that profit is the only motivation that a company like Apple should be shooting for? Well, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say no, but close to yes. And, and that sounds like equivocation, but this is what I mean. A big publicly held corporation is going to, when it makes money, is going to be making it in a way that enriches shareholders. Now, there's the Warren Buffetts in this world who have lots and lots of money. And if they make a little bit more, it doesn't matter. But a lot of people that own companies like Apple or Walmart or these big famous companies, they're little guys who have retirement funds. And, you know, a little bit makes a big difference. There are also people who, you know, they take the profits they make from their shares and maybe they give them to charity. So if the company isn't trying to make money, it runs into a couple of problems. It's limiting the shareholder's ability to do philanthropy itself. It's limiting the ability of shareholders to like pay their electric bill. And it is also in a position um, to potentially go out of business. Now, we don't think that's going to happen to Apple anytime soon. But, yeah, not likely. you know, not likely. Although, you know, I've been an Apple fan since 85. I remember when people expected it to happen. Oh, yeah, me so, too. So, you know, it can happen. Um, so the, the main reason to have a for-profit company is to make money, yes. But we do not object to companies doing things like accessibility devices for the blind, which Tim Cook sort of accused us of opposing. We've never opposed that, never even mentioned it. We do not object to companies having philanthropy. We certainly do not object to companies doing things that are green. Okay. Well, on that note, I was going to ask, uh, that, you know, do you feel that corporations also have a responsibility toward their customers to not leave the mess behind that can be directly related to uh, the, the manufacturing, selling, usage, or disposal of the products that they make. Oh, absolutely. Of course they do. I um, wouldn't disagree at all. I mean, one of the things that, that comes into play here is the difference between private regulation and public regulation. Uh, and one of the things that we, have been, that we want the transparency about are new private regulations. But we absolutely should have things like environmental laws, which all companies should follow. They should be made in a public manner. 
uh, with Congress and, you know, the EPA and the president and the public should be able to say, I like this, I don't like that, I think this is important, I don't think that's important, and companies should follow them. But also, if a company's in a spot where there isn't a rule, but they realize that what they're doing could pollute a river or, you know, harm people, or of course they should do the right citizenship thing. We are totally not opposed to that at all. Okay. Um, now, shareholder value uh, is important. And a reasonable return uh, on an investment in a company is good. But uh, you know what I would ask you is how is Apple not meeting expectations in regards to profit? Uh, they consistently increase the number of devices they sell in each, seg- each segment other than the iPod line. And they meet the guidance that they themselves declare. And, and I would also say that you know, they're one of the few PC makers currently – that can point to an increase in sales as nearly uh, the rest of the industry is seeing negative growth. And uh, it seems that the only ones who are really disappointed seem to be the analysts uh, who, in my opinion, have unreasonable expectations of how much Apple can grow or how much profit they should make. And as a result of those expectations, Apple stock has gone down uh, after nearly every quarterly report regardless of the overall health of the company and the growth that Apple has reported. Now, uh, how could this change if Apple uh, reduced their efforts or became more transparent in, in becoming an environmentally responsible company? Okay, well, I think you've got two things there. Um, I probably second, do. Well, you've got 20 <laughs> things there, but I'll, I'll make it down to two. Um, we, we believe that Apple... First of all, I agree with everything you said. We believe that Apple is doing the things that it should be doing to be a profitable company. It's just a funny thing about the media coverage of our question at the shareholder meeting and our shareholder proposal only emphasized Tim Cook's angry response. It did not actually cover what we really asked him about. This is what we did. We asked for transparency because we are trying to protect a long-term capitalist system where all companies are treated equally, as well as the environment, because if we have transparency on these registries, we can make sure that everybody's treated the same in terms of their impact on the environment. So that's, we think that's good in the long haul. But we believe that Apple, and I don't, this, will, I might, this might be seen by some people as slightly critical, but I just have to be honest, that Apple has actually been very profit-centered and has done things on the environment to have a reputation for being very green. And that that reputation has allowed Apple to do things like reduce its supply chain by flying products instead of using ships, just to name one thing. And that's obviously not the most CO2 resistant strategy you could have. But when you got Al Gore on the board, when you hire the EPA director, when you're famous for all your green stuff, when you put up press releases every time you build a, a geothermal plant, people don't say, gee, Willikers, why are you flying your products on 747s? So while it looked like to the world, based on the media coverage, that we were saying, you're not making enough product. What we were actually trying to get at was what is Tim Cook's priority. We think his priority is profit. 
but we are concerned about this greenwashing, or so it appears to us. I don't like to make accusations because we don't know what happened, for example, at EP. That's why we wanted transparency. But it looks to us like a lot of this stuff, meaning the green stuff, is PR. It's not real. So we asked, what's your priority? And Tim Cook, I think, now I have no proof whatsoever. I've never even met Tim Cook. But I think he got mad in order to shut us down and make it look like we were little profit mongers and we weren't asking about greenwashing. So that's, that's what it was about as far as we're concerned. So he gave us a nice lecture that we should be about more than money. Well, we'll I'm going to throw that right back at him now. Fine. Let's be more about more than money. What the heck happened at Pete in 2012? How did the retina display get the gold standard within a week? Why don't you just tell us that, Tim? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I just lost my whole train of thought. Um, now, isn't, isn't part of what makes Apple devices attractive to other people is at least, you know, the outward appearance of them trying to do the right thing as far as, as, you know, as, you know, as far as uh, green ability for lack of a better term goes. Yes. Uh, and also how long their, those products last. Cause Apple's Apple products typically uh, are in use much longer than uh, other companies' products. And they seem to be doing their best to prevent worker abuse in the companies that make those products for Apple. So, you know, these are things that, that Apple does not only um, in the public eye, but there's a lot of this that also goes on probably behind closed doors so that Apple can, you know, not get hit over the head with uh, making shoddy products or making products on the the, the backs of uh, not really illegal workers, but underage workers and, and, and things along those lines. And they have proven over time that they will go after companies that supply products for them uh, if, if they don't meet Apple's own standards in, in how those products are made. So, you know, I, it, it just it just seems that that when it comes to green ability that that it doesn't it's not all out in the open it's it's not you know also but at the same time it's also not all under the table apple is doing the things that they need to do to keep apple healthy as a company so how would more transparency make any difference on that narrow question, I think wh where it could make a difference is we would know things like how a laptop in 2012, the MacBook Pro with Retina display, got a gold standard rating a few days after Apple pulled out and then pulled back in to the, stand the registry. We would know what happened there. That's the sort of thing transparency would get for us. We are not asking for, nor could we even reasonably I mean, get, I mean, it, would, it just wouldn't happen, to know everything that happens within Apple about environmental decisions or profitability decisions. Absolutely not. We're just asking about relationships with outside registries and organizations, which are half the time semi-public anyway. But they have kept this stuff kind of secret. I mean, there were a lot of people in the trade press in 2012 who wanted to know what happened with EP. As far as I know, we're the last ones to, to, to keep, to keep to stick with it. it. Yeah, but we weren't the only ones. In fact, I found out because I was reading about it in the trade press. So that's the sort of thing transparency would get for us. And I, my fear is 
and this is not a fear as an Apple fan, but a fear as a, as a fan of, of technology, that a small startup in the future is going to go to a registry like an EP and say, look at this new invention. Might be for some advice none of us have ever even thought of before. The sort of thing that Steve Jobs used to do, come up with something we didn't even know we wanted yet. And they're going to say, look at this. And they're going to say, sorry, this doesn't get a gold rating because you did X, Y, and Z in the manufacturing. And there'll be a little tiny startup. They won't be able to say, oh, well, we'll pull out then and take our money with us. And then they won't ever get any sales. They won't get any, any money from bankers so they can go and have a production line. And that's the kind of thing that we're concerned about that could happen down the road. We're not saying it's happened now, although we don't know if it's happened now. That's because we don't have transparency. We're concerned that if we don't have transparency for these registries and these, these trade association sustainability ratings groups, that somewhere down the line, the little guy is going to be treated differently than the big guy. And not only is the little guy going to get screwed, but so is every consumer who ever would have wanted to buy whatever that thing is. So that's, that's what we're after. We think Apple's a very well-run company. We do think it is making a nice profit for its shareholders. I agree with you that uh, Wall Street has been unfair. Uh, frankly, I, if I had more money, I would buy more Apple than we even have. Hmm. Uh, I'm not a wealthy person. You know, we have enough Apple that we can go to the meetings and so forth. But, you know, we're we are not Warren Buffett. Um, so I think it's a it's a great company and they are trying to do their best and and balance things. You know, I think probably as a as a long term Apple fan that Tim Cook personally is considered responsible for having reduced Apple's supply chain to save a lot of money. Well, that's where those airplanes come in. So they are obviously making a decision right there to say, well, we'll go ahead and have CO2 emissions for reducing our supply chain. They're not saying at that point in time, we're going to put the environment over profit. They're, they're making the anti-global warming decision there, meaning the, the one Al Gore presumably would oppose, but he apparently isn't. So you know, they're, they're not sitting around being green at the expense of shareholders. And I know a lot of people have the impression from the media coverage of what we did that we were there to say, give us more money, give us more money. That's not, that's not what we were after at all. We just want some transparency. Uh, we, want, we want fairness for all businesses. And just so you know, too, we, aren't, we didn't just go to the Apple meeting. We went to 33 meetings last year. We've been doing this for years and years. We have asked these same questions at other companies, including J.C. Penney last year, uh, which is, was at that time run by Ron Johnson, who used to run the Apple stores. And almost every CEO, and I'm sorry, Tim Cook, I'm being hard on you, and I actually think highly of you, but they handled the question a lot better. They just answered it straight. Tim Cook lost his temper instead, and that's why we're talking it all today now. Okay. Um, I will have uh, your blog that's related to uh, the the meeting uh, at the – well, the shareholders meeting uh, last week as well as a link to the resolution itself. And uh, everyone can go and check those out and, and, you know, make up your own minds based on, you know, the information that that's there in front of you. Uh, Amy, I'd like to thank you for coming on to the show today. I really appreciate it. I, I loved it as a longtime Apple fan. I'm tickled pink to be on an Apple show. So thank you for inviting me. <laughs> and uh, would you like to give your contact information or uh, w- other you know, website information where people can, can read about the, uh, the NCCPR? Well, certainly. How about our blog, which is uh, conservativeblog.org 
or you can follow us on Twitter at National Center. Okay. And uh, thank you again for coming on, everyone. It, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to get a hold of gas in a little bit. And everyone, please, stand by to stand by. And we'll be right back. Hey, guy. There's a new podcast out. Great. What's it about? Let's Talk Apple. Well, yeah, we will. We will. But uh, what's the podcast called? Let's Talk Apple. <sighs> okay, if you want to. Uh, Rainier, Silken, Gold Rush, Pippin. What are you on about? I'm talking Apple. Huh? That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Us talking about apples? Well, there we go again. Tangentially, as usual, moving off topic. Did you know Bart Bouchotts has a new podcast out? Yep. Let's Talk Apple. Oh, jeez. The reason why the fast forward button was invented. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome everyone back to the third. What are you doing over there, Gaz? <laughs> oh, he's snoring. <laughs> Waiting for the interview to be over. Are you, Gaz? Wake up! Oh, wake up. Oh. Oh, God. sorry, guy. It's well, I would, you know, I was I was on Skype, but you know, nobody came through to me, so I you sort fell of sleep. Did yeah. you nod off? Anyway, did you have a good interview? I did have a good interview. Excellent. So please, uh, everyone, and uh, any comments or or suggestions about the interview. Uh, I first, I would recommend that you go and you check our show notes, where I will have a link. <clears throat> to the proposal itself and to uh, Amy, uh, I know I'm, I, I did mess up her name, Ridenauer's uh, personal blog where they talk about this and they talk about uh, basically how, you know, what the NCCPR does and, and all the things that they do. You can go and check that out and make up your own mind uh, on, you know, whatever it is you want to make up your mind about. Awesome. Boy, that was, huh? yeah, that was, <laughs> you know, I think I'm about to nod off now. Hit it. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. tip. Gaz's tip. Um, okay, so time machine. It's great, isn't it, guy? It's great. When you, fir- <laughs> when you first use it, it can, unless you get in there straight away, or it does, take a complete backup of your system. Now, moving forward and as time has passed, I think most people realize how good Time Machine is at making those timed incremental backups. Don't you change the spelling of that. Don't you, cha- don't you change the spelling of that. That's the English spelling. Ah, okay. Okay, so it's good at making those timed incremental backups. But if you want it just to be, well, more specific, and this will mean that your backups will be a lot more efficient and a lot quicker, you can go into your system preferences, go into Time Machine, click on the options, and here you can create a list of any files or folders that you want to exclude from the backup. And that makes Time Machine a lot easier, and it doesn't eat up your resources. However... Can I say that if you only rely on Time Machine, and please don't, please use Carbon Copy Cloner or uh, what's the Super other one? Duper. Super Duper. I've got both of those. Super use those as well to make another clone on somewhere of your system drive. on a different hard drive. Please, please, for yes. me. 
please. But for, for yourself, if you want to, if you want Time Machine not to be backing up quite as much, but still have those incremental uh, versions that uh, we all crave, um, you can go in and you can you can exclude files and folders. Yep. I'm not. I'm nodding my head. Oh, 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 sorry. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Is that the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Guy, if, if I'm honest, neither was I. <gasps> you, you were fooling me that whole time. <laughs> oh, what can I say except... <laughs> Okay. Now, I believe you have an app pick this week. I do. I do have an app pick. And the funny thing was when I when I wrote this up, you guys can't see our show notes, but when I first wrote this up on, on my app pick this week, I hadn't really gotten it to work yet, but it just seemed like <laughs> such a great idea that I wanted to include it as my this app This is pick. a great app. I haven't used it, but it looks like a great <laughs> I app. I can't get it to work, but yeah, it looks great. Uh, my pick this week I talked about a little bit earlier is NiceCast from Rogue Amoeba. It's about $60. It's a way to shift your audio from Rogue place. Rogue Amoeba. Ro- oh, ro- Rogue-ui. <laughs> Rogue um, Amoeba. Much- <laughs> oh, you're switching it around. Okay, Romeba. Ramiba. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of Eng- or Egyptian mummy. Remiba. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. anyway, Rogue Amoeba, sorry. Okay, we're, it's we're nice cast from Rogue Amoeba. It's a way to shift your audio from place to, well, theoretically, I haven't been able to get it to work yet. I'm just reading what I've got here because I just think it's funny. But it isn't the fault of NiceCast, but me and my settings on my router, I think. Actually, that's what it was, too. You know what I had to do since we're talking about it? I love the way you said router, then. Router. Router. Router? Router. <laughs> Okay, I'll get on with it. You um, said it as you said it as really. I I wanted you to. Oh, okay. And then I tried to switch it up again. Yes. Basically, and I don't know why I, I do some of the things that I do, but I just do. Now I've got I've got yeah, nobody else can figure it out either. I've got a router from my router from my ISP <laughs> router router from my ISP, and then of course I have uh, my Apple uh, Airport Extreme from a couple of years ago, the, the N router one. Extreme, extreme, and I never set up the Apple Extreme router to just to bridge mode, and I pretty much just left it with the configuration it had with you know the other uh, router that I had from the previous company that I was using. Duh, duh, and my my Mac Pro is directly connected to the Apple Airport uh, Extreme because this Mac Pro is is how the content from my iTunes library goes out to all the other devices in the house. And when I had it connected up to Verizon's router, it just caused all kinds of problems. Well, as it turns out, part of the problem I was having with NiceCast was I couldn't get port forwarding to work because it was port forwarding from the Airport Extreme, but not port forwarding from the Verizon router. So I had to – the way I first got it to work was I took it off the Airport Extreme and connected it to the Verizon router and finally got it to work. But then, of course, I had to connect it back up. And that's when I went in. I went into my you – know, I finally realized what an idiot that I had been on – well, on, on this occasion. 
and uh, set up my airport extreme into bridge mode. So it's basically just going right from it to the Verizon router instead of going through all of its, you know, various things. I don't know why I, I waited so long to do it. I should have done it as soon as I got the Verizon service, but I didn't. Anyway, I know this has been kind of a long ramble. Nice cast from Rogue Amoeba, fifty nine ninety nine. I can't work out if guys app pick is a pick, a tip, or just a general tutorial. <laughs> Neither can I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I love interactive documents. <laughs> I really do. It makes this show so fun. Um, okay, so my <clears throat> my pick this week is uh, go over to elgato.com um and go on to itv and pick something if you don't use a dongle on your mac to watch over the air uh tv screenings either satellite or as we've got over here in the uk free to air uh tv and and in europe then go to elgato i'm not going to pick one of the particular products although i've got um, I think it's a hybrid. It's called the hybrid, and I've had it for some. I've had it since about 2007, actually. And the software has been updated, and I have paid for an update on the software. But the current software is the software that you get with the devices, and I use it to either watch um, TV on my Mac, record TV and films on my Mac, or send because there are apps available. Um, for your iOS devices, and in particular in this household, the iPad. And we also sometimes watch some of the TV screenings, live TV, which we can't get through on the iPad because the um, the supplier hasn't actually created an app for live TV. But we use the Elgato software to then uh, push through uh, that to, to the iPad. And actually, I don't know, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before or not, because we use this all the time. And in fact... Tonight, I'm going to be recording a film for my daughter, who's she's had a long day. She's gone to bed. She had a, lo- a long night last night as well. She's gone to bed. She's got school in the morning. She's asked me to record a film. Bingo. I'll do it. I'll convert it. She can watch it whenever she likes. Superb. So cool. go to Elgato. There are other manufacturers as well. So, you know, you don't have to use Elgato. Um, I think Elgato would be deemed to be probably higher end in the pricing range, but I've always found the software and the equipment to work really well. So, yeah. There yeah, you go. I actually have their video <clears throat> capture device. Ah, yes. Now, somebody lent me one of those once. Aren't and those I use They are. For VHS, yeah? Well, for, for anything that uses a um, the, the composite. That's no, it. component. The compo- component. Com- Component is it? Right. Is it component or composite? Whichever Compos- it is. Composite the, has the the red, green, blue. That's it. And that's the two it, yes. audio ports. I did exactly the same yeah. to record. To record in particular a show, which my daughter. I've got to. I've got to go for a story. Who it tangentially? Gee, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I never do podcast. that. Podcast. Um, my last two minutes. And I, I'm pretty sure I haven't told you this story, but my eldest do- uh, daughter. Um, now, what was the film called? Oh, it's going to annoy me now because I can't remember the dang film. Um, oh, no, 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 no. It was a children's film. Oh, what uh, an idiot. Debbie does Dallas. Gonna... No, that would <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't give that to your daughter anyway. I'm not going to be able to tell this story. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll pretend, pretend like I didn't I'll, even say it. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> 
It's the way my mind works. God, stop me before I podcast again. I'll, I'll tell you another time. Okay. <laughs> we actually, and we don't have a people's pick this week, guys. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> but we do have, and and this this will make. She's only five. <laughs> oh well, then you definitely didn't want to have have her watch that movie. <laughs> you gonna be okay? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> We have an iTunes review this week, <laughs> and I've already done the Woody over to uh, Think Bob uh, and his his iTunes review, and I think this is brilliant. <laughs> Guy and Gaz, I can't get that. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, you're gonna be okay? Yeah, I've got. T- oh God, I need handkerchief. <laughs> See, this is one of the dangers <clears throat> of doing a podcast with me. <sighs> Is that um, my mind will suddenly just go off in a completely different direction than what most people expected it to? Uh, oh, oh, and by the way, yeah. before, before anybody else says, um, I, I've got to get in. Uh, well done, England. Twenty nine eighteen win over Wales earlier today. Yes. Anyway, Was that sorry. Uh, rugby or cricket or rugby? Rugby. rugby. Okay. Yeah. They should combine those two. <laughs> <laughs> And for anyone who's ever Rickets. watched the cricket game and, a, and, a, and just basically take them out of the ground and just pound away at each other. What could you call it? A rugby Rickets. cricket game. Rug, rug crit. Let's call it Rickets. <laughs> Rickets. <laughs> We're never going to end this show. I swear to God. <laughs> okay. What, what the hell was I even talking? Oh, the iTunes anyway. review. <laughs> Did you just say end? No. No. I was going to say, we're a bit early for that. Um, this is from Think Bob from the United States. And this is very apropos for the show, or at least for this third section this week. Guy and Gaz present tech news, views, and tips in a manner that is insightful and delightfully wacky. They do all this without the distraction of a thought process. <laughs> So untrue. That is, <laughs> that is just so untrue. You ought to come on the podcast. <clears throat> I th- well, I think he's a writer for MyMac.com. So oh. we, we could probably Did get we him pay on the podcast. Huh? Did we, Did we pay him? Oh, really? When was the last time you got paid? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. If you would like to get a Woody for doing an uh, iTunes review... Like oh, think so Bob funny. did, <laughs> you can uh, and you can. Doesn't matter where in the world you. You know, I'm from. sure. I'm sure our minds are much like that of Kenny Everett, uh, and just do a search for Kenny Everett, and I, I, I've got a feeling that we must both of us have in us somewhere a piece of Kenny Everett. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> that's just come to. Well, actually, you know, now that I was thinking about this earlier, when when I got this review <laughs> off of uh, Comment Cast. Yeah, there are a lot of countries that we have not received reviews yet from. Um, like, for example, Listen, Albania. Why hasn't Alba- Albania done an Alba- iTunes review? Not a yeah. single person. Yeah, but I tell you what: in Albania, Norman Wisdom is big. I don't even know who that is. Well, you know, guy, you really ought to learn a little bit more about about English culture. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
what about Belgium? I, I imagine somebody in Belgium listens to this show. I'm sure they do, actually. I think there's a few. And uh, everybody cares about Belgium because uh, a good friend of our show originated from Belgium. Oh, who's that? <clears throat> Bart Shots. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Ecuador? Fiji? No, he, no, he doesn't come from Ecuador. Guinea-Bissau. Why hasn't someone from Guinea-Bissau... Do you, even, do you know where Guinea-Bissau is? They probably can't receive podcasts. <laughs> well... Probably well, against the law. Oh. Well, at least this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the anyway. podcast outlawed in Guinea-Bissau. The G-Men. <laughs> you see, we make it so easy for our, our listeners to do bumpers. Yeah, we? we do. We do. All we have to do is just say something horribly insulting. We just have to open our mouths. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. Sorry, I interrupted okay. you. Okay. Well, if you no would like, if there. you would like to, uh, or if you do an iTunes review and you would like a Woody uh, in return for such a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> waste of your time, you can send me an email uh, to guy at mymac dot com. That's g u y at mymac dot com. Uh, I also have a Twitter uh, account. Twitter. You, I love Twitter. the way you say that. A Twitter. Twitter. A Twitter I, account. You, you try and go all poshy English, don't you, really? Uh, well, a yeah, Twitter. but it's a, it's a total fail. Uh, it's twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. Oh, uh, right. MacParrot. <laughs> and if you would, if you would like to get a hold of, of Fearless Leader Tim. That was more like a cat, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. It was, it was kind of catty. <laughs> And let and let fearless leader Tim, who who was started this podcast also many years ago, and remind him that the great old days they ain't coming back anytime soon. You can send that to feedback at mymac dot com. How can people get a hold of you, Gaz? Ever so easily. Oh, tell me. You can send an email to gaz at mymac dot com. That's G A Z. Or send, well, you can contact me via Twitter, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Or you can contact both both of us <laughs> on twitter.com forward slash uh, guy and gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. We also have a feedback email address, which is, funnily enough, feedback at mymac.com. And we have a Skype number, which everybody loves to ring and call and leaves us messages or on. Or not. It is plus one if you're outside the US, 703-436-9501. I'll give you that number again in case you missed it. Plus one, 703-436-9501. Oh, my God. You know what I haven't done in this show? You're just about to do it. I know. I did not. You're right. As a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> I did not mention our wonderful sponsor in the beginning Are you part going of to show. Macworld this year? I am going to Macworld, and I'm going to Macworld through the kindness and ge- generosity of other world you nearly computing. said charity then didn't you you nearly said charity i did i did well i'm i am kind of a charity case you are and if you would like to find out some of the great stuff they have you can go over to maxsales.com or call them 24 hours a day seven days a week at 1-800-275-4576 and if you're in need of a newer mac but don't quite have the scratch to, to ship, to put all that out there for Apple. OWC has good quality used Macintosh computers available for sale at their site. And there will be a link in the show notes 
uh, to that page at the OWC site. So please go on over to MaxSales.com or call them at 1-800-275-4576. And I cannot believe that I didn't do that in the first segment of this show. That is terrible of me. Yes, I agree. And so thanks to everyone who has downloaded Oh, yes. this total disaster, at least in the first and third segments of the show. <laughs> but we had a great time. And, you know, frankly, that's what matters. It is. It is, Guy. <laughs> we've had a good time. Yeah. Yep. What do you think about the show? Ah, well, I think that this was the best show. Do you know, I, I make it so easy for you. You do. You do. I think you like saying these, these things in <clears throat> languages you don't understand. That this is the best show that we have ever done. Ever. Ever. Oh, ever. E-V-E-R. And that we're good enough. I'm going to change that in the show notes so it's not just mm. I'm. Because as I'm reading it, I always want to go, I'm good enough. Oh, wait. And then there's gas. Uh, we're good enough. We're smart enough. Go. Doggone it. Woof, woof. <laughs> People love us. Molim Vass. Austinite. Savoj. Nigelini, Duzu Ludilla, say, see, Veratiti, Odomar, Veratiti, Vog, Cratcog Expo. Let release the Kraken and. And. <laughs> Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, The Mac Specialist Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, The Teacher Cast Podcast, The Apple Junkies Podcast, and the All New App Minute Podcast. Test, test. One, two, three, four. Test, test. Give me a level. La. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a level. I suppose I should have taken this out, really. No, that's fine. No, that's right, because I did the standby to standby at the end of the interview. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this week it's an all guy standby to standby. All by guy. All by guy. My Mac podcast, 498. I'm drinking wine. (laughs) (laughs) You see, now I know that you can take me out. I'm going to test you every time you do stuff, you see. (sighs) Well, you're on a separate track. so I know. So, yeah, but I'm going to test you, you see, because... (laughs) I know that you can take me out, and now I'm going to see if I can stop, you know, make you do exactly what you just did. Make me completely screw up. (laughs) Okay. I'll let you do it. Don't worry. I won't interrupt you this time. Mm, Yeah, sure. Sure you won't. Honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What a train wreck of a show. Yeah, but they're usually the best. Oh, they are the best. They are the best. Every time we do a show like this where we just lose it. Those are the ones that I usually end up because, you know, I listen to it all the way through. You know, Not all the way through as I'm you know going through post. 
But yeah. after I get it done in post, I go back, I listen to the entire show before I let Tim know that it's ready to be uploaded. Yep. The ones that are like this are the ones that not only will I listen to to check for any problems, but when it comes out in the MyMac feed, I will listen to, listen it, to again. it again. I will listen to it again and just sit there and go, oh, my God. What happened there? Uh, anyway, should I tell you that story? Yeah, go ahead. Did you Did you figure out the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew the, the, I was just <laughs> what you You're said. already laughing, which is making me laugh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I should tell you the story because it's not as funny now. But anyway, anyway, let me tell you. Okay. So she was only she was a little girl. Okay, and we got uh, the film. We had a video recorder. Right. Okay. So it was the old VHS tapes, and I'd got this tape in, <clears throat> and I recorded the film. Right. Mm-hmm. And. I thought I'd got it all, okay? I got it in, and it looked everything looked right. And the film was Hans Christian Andersen, okay, with uh, Danny Kaye. Yes. Danny Kaye in it? Yeah, that's an old one. And I love Danny Kaye. Singing oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, did, um, he did some stuff with, like, Bing Crosby, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what made me think of it, you see, because we were talking oh, about okay. being early. So, so that's had nothing why to do. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's all ultimately linked, really. yeah. Anyway, so I recorded the film, and she sat, you know, because she was a really good girl, and she sat in the room. She's watching this film, and she's loving it. I mean, I can remember watching it when I was a kid, and I loved it as well. You know, got the singing as well. She loves singing, and, you know, it's kind of – it's it's got all sorts of things going on in it as well with the opera and the – anyway, she's watching the film, and there is a point right at the end, okay, where – Danny Kaye is sitting as Hans Christian Andersen and he's sitting in a field in a meadow with a load of kids and he's reading them or he's telling them one of his stories. And the shot pans up, okay? And as it's panning up, he's telling the story and then it finishes. And as it pans up into the sky, just before it gets into the sky and just at that point then, the credits roll, okay? So you are like... It, it it pans away, they fall off the picture at the bottom, and then as it comes up, the credits roll. Okay, so I've recorded this film, and it finishes at that point, okay? Hans Christian Andersen has disappeared off screen, the credits are just about to roll, and it stops, right? So she doesn't see the credits coming down. She burst into tears, Guy. Why? Because she didn't think she'd seen the end of the film. She thought it hadn't finished quite yet. Oh. And I knew that it was the end of the film, but could I convince her? Did I? Did it make any difference? She was in it's distraught that she thought she hadn't seen the end of this film. And as I say, she was a really good kid, and we were kind of going, oh, oh what are we going to do? It took me three months to oh, find man. a VHS copy of that film, right? To, to then watch it, and then she watched it all, and she then watched all of the credits as well, you know. <laughs> just to be sure. Just, just to be sure, and she loved it, and it was fine, and everything was good. <clears throat> okay, move forward a few years, we move away from VHS. Right. And the software that you had, or the application and combination of software that you had from Elgato, I used to make sure that I got that film stored electronically as well i've still got the vhs somewhere 
Um, but obviously, we well, our VHS player is long gone out of this house. But I've still got the VHS, and I've also got the electronic copy because I, I copied that because I thought I've got to have an electronic copy somewhere just in case. What you have it on DVD? I, I don't think I've put it onto it. No, I haven't got it on DVD. No, no, I haven't got it on DVD because you try and find it. Yeah, you try and find it. That yeah, that would probably be a hard one to find. Yeah, but it it's just it it was just so funny that she you know she just burst into tears right at the end, and um, it was just funny. I, I, and I thought it was going to be a good little story, but then yeah, then I started fact, talking about porn. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you can <laughs> get it. You, get it. Well, it's a, it's in a fact, in fact you can get it. You can get it on DVD. Twenty four ninety nine. That's twenty four pounds for wow. a nineteen fifty two film. Movie. Yeah, that's just that's insane. And they wonder why people don't buy these things. Yeah, why they why they pirate it? Three months it took me to find a VHS copy. <laughs> and was she coming and asking about it every day, Dad? No, 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 no. Where's no, the no, movie, no. Dad? Dad. No, she wasn't. I kind of kept it as a bit of a, a surprise for her to say, right, sit down and watch this film. And she did. <laughs> she watched it all again. She watched it all again. 